This is a podcast from thebuglepodcast.com. The Bugle, audio newspaper for a visual world. Hello, buglers! No, it's not. It's not that yet. But it will. It will be soon. Very soon. Sooner than you might think. Actually, slightly less soon than you might think. Twenty-first of October. But that's that's now the official relaunch date. Yep. I am Andy Zaltzman, the remaining half of the bugle as it was, talking to you live from present-day London. You want me to prove it? Right here you are. Here's today's newspaper. That good enough for you? You want a story from it? Okay, I'll try and pick one that won't upset you. Um, uh, all right. Uh, uh, oh, the sport's going well. There, proof that it is indeed September 2016. So, how the devil are you, Buglers? One at a time, please. Good, good. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Good. I hope you've all had a lovely summer, and it hasn't been too badly spoiled by basically everything in the world actually and or potentially going disastrously wrong. It'll all blow over in a few hundred years or so, just like when the Romans invaded Britain and we all thought they'd never leave. It's fine now. Besides, we'll all be dead in a hundred years and we'll have a good laugh about it then. Firstly, I have news on the relaunch of... Um, what was it I was going to relaunch? Uh, oh, this, yes. Uh, the, the Bugle. Uh, the Bugle podcast. Sorry, it's, it's, it's been a while. Bugle Phase 2 will be happening uh, in the week ending the 21st of October. That is as close to a guarantee as I can give, which is uh, yeah, pretty close. Pretty very close. Uh, very close. It's a guarantee. It's, yeah, nearly. Nearly 100%. Um, yeah, I'm not selling this very well. Admittedly, that is not quite as soon as I had A, hoped, B, promised, and C, bet on. Honestly, I thought it had the mid to late September written all over it, and I, and I had insider info. But there are a number of logistical things to sort out before we resume bugling as we sort out the transfer. Uh, you will not have to update your, your feet, feet. Chris, Chris. Yes. Uh, f- fill me in on the on the technical stuff. For people don't don't have to do. It's all going to keep. People don't need to do nothing. Mate. Right, okay. Good. <laughs> good advice for the world. There, Chris. Chris will will be continuing on the bugle journey. If I don't have to keep cancelling my diary and then rebooking. <laughs> um, so it should all work uh, as before if the internet is all it's cracked up to be. Still have my doubts personally. It's got all the hallmarks of a passing fad. I'd say invest in slate quills and papyrus. That is my sound financial advice. There will be a further announcement on this feed in a couple of weeks when I will let you uh, all know exactly how, where, who, when and why the new Bugle phase is going to work, uh, whom we'll be working with in the new era and the early roster of guests. Uh, secondly, thanks to everyone who came to my Edinburgh Fringe show in August, which scored 87.3 on the Zolt scale. Um, I, I don't know what that means. I've, I've just made it up. But people seem to enjoy it, and that's the important thing. And if you were one of the very few people in the world who did not come to see my show in Edinburgh... Uh, assume there are there's about 3000 people in the world aren't there yeah, yeah. okay well there, there's a little clip coming up for you as a little treat thirdly listen up america i'm on my way andy zaltzman comes to america the year is 2016 britain has voted for brexit and britain is now wondering what brexit is and whether it should have asked properly first America is watching Hillary Clinton, as frail as a frozen leaf on a moonlit porcupine, take on the indestructible leviathan, the surely immortal Donald Trump. Could it really be that, come November, the septuagenarian shameless shit-stirrer, the prating pensioner, the crackpot codger, will be elected to take control of the world's largest collection of nuclear weapons? Strap in, world. And the world is sitting back, 
wondering to itself, how the f*** has all this happened? But luckily for America, there is one man who can make it all go away. Andy Zaltzman is bringing satirist for hire to the United States. That's me, but I'm, I'm, I'm using this in the third person. Uh, anyway, keep the music going, and it'll sound good. Just when America needs it most, the uniquely interactive satirical show which will field your questions, lampoon your nation, and, if requested, chuck in the odd pun. Please send in your satirical requests to this at satiristforhire.com. And I think I've even set up Satirise This so you can spell it in the wrong American way. Uh, I reckon you can ease off on that music now, Chris. Let's not, let's not overplay it. Let's go through the dates. I'll begin on the 24th of September, next Saturday in Washington, D.C., at the 6th and I. That's right. I am starting my U.S. tour in a synagogue. Uh, that's an, an actual synagogue, not, not a pretend synagogue. Now, obviously, this might bring things to a fairly abrupt close, but... Assuming I'm not struck down instantly by a vengeful lord, uh, Satirist for High will then be in New York City at the Gramercy on the 28th of September, Saturday the 28th. That's also assuming my uh, sensational Abraham Lincoln impression does not go down too accurately at the DC gig. After New York on the 28th, satirising moves from September to October. And what a month for satire that is, especially every fourth year in America, which uh, this is. It's exactly four years since October 2012 in America, of course. And on the 2nd, Sunday the 2nd of October, I'll be at the Punchline in Philadelphia. Then to Chicago, home of the Cubs, baseball's best team of 2016. Could they really be heading for a first World Series triumph since 1908? Can they break the curse of the Billy Goat? No, because I am performing there on Tuesday the 4th of October at the House of Blues, and no city has ever won the World Series within a month of me performing a tour show there. So uh, not looking good for the Cubs in my inaugural American fall era <laughs> tour. Then it's off to the West Coast. Now Oregon should be filling up nicely come October with people ready to start swimming to freedom across the Pacific in case Donald Trump wins in November. And also people wanting to come to see my show at the Aladdin Theatre in Portland on Sunday the 9th of October. Then after that, well, what city could be more appropriate to go to a show you will want to stay right to the end of than see it all, see it, see it, see it all. And you can indeed see it all at the Neptune Theatre in, in Seattle uh, on Wednesday the 12th of October. That is by no means representative of the quality of the show you will see. Then it's California time on Tuesday the 18th. I will Los Angeles down my truth. Sorry, I have to use the abbreviation there. I will LA down my truth, LA down my truth at the Nerd Melt showroom. Then on Tuesday the 25th, the gala closing night extravaganza in San Francisco. Surely the biggest showbiz event ever held in California. Uh, Cobb's Comedy Club, that's Tuesday the 25th of October. Tickets for all these shows at andyzaltzman.co.uk. Um, you know, the website is now slightly up and running. Uh, so do come. Come to all of those shows. Seriously, just tra- just track me around America. Tell me what things to look at I- in between. And send in your email requests as soon as possible to satirise this at satiristforhire.com. Uh, hopefully there will be a few more dates added to these. Do keep an eye on the website and on the at Hello Buglers Twitter feed. So that that's it. I've plugged the tour now, which arguably I ought to have done a little while ago. I will see you all there, America. I'll see you all there. Uh, just some um, breaking news just coming through uh, on the wires while I was uh, recording that, following on from uh, the Ryan Lochte story 
uh, in Rio, another American swimmer has uh, got in trouble. Derek Screech, who of course swam the uh, 320-meter butterfly uh, in Rio, um, has uh, changed his story too. He had claimed previously that he was visited by Jesus, Moses, and another renowned prophet, who I'd rather not name, and given a message that everyone in the world should just learn to get along. And uh, Screech has now revised his story. Turns out he just took a piss in a hedge. Right, now I did promise you a little snippet from my Edinburgh Fringe show back in August. Let me set the scene. It's in a room in Edinburgh, and the lights have just gone off, and uh, this comes on, and then I walk on carrying a giant pencil. Yes, that is clearance for the show to start. Start the clock. 23rd of June, 2016. Referendum day. 7am. Dawn has broken in the United Kingdom. It is a day that will go down in history. As indeed do all days. But this day in fluorescent ink with glitter to make it look nice. In Downing Street, David Cameron, professional Prime Minister, pulls back the curtains on the biggest morning of his day so far. On the windowsill, staring in, is Boris Johnson. I'm going to put some new wallpaper up in this fucking place when I move in, Dave, he says. In a secret bunker, somewhere underneath Kent, Nigel Farage, the self-styled Nigel Farage of political divisiveness, puts a porcelain refugee on his kitchen table and smashes it with a British golf club. I love my breakfast, he says. He plots his next move. If this vote is anything under 98% remain, he gurgles. I'm going to milk this donkey till its tits go bang. And in a polling station in South London bubble, alleged comedian Andy Zaltzman, aged 41.72, lifelong democracy fan ever since Egg Z voted for Sperm A back in early 74, grasps his pencil of democratic destiny and prepares to vote in the referendum to end all referendums. Unless there has to be another one at some point. I love democracy. It is what makes me British. Did you know we are the only nation in the world that votes? Right. (laughs) This referendum. I fought three world wars to have this referendum. Two hot, one cold. So, what have we got? Remain a member of the European Union or leave the European Union? Well, instinctively remain. From a personal point of view, I was born in 1974 and I have thoroughly enjoyed in the intervening 41.72 years at no point being needlessly slaughtered in an avoidable pan-continental conflict. It has been one of the top three hobbies of my adult life and I would heartily recommend it to people of early and mid-20th century Europe who oddly seem to give it a miss in favour of macrame and shit like that. But it's not just about me, it's about the future of this country, it's about my children. It's been hard enough explaining to them why they do not get to vote at the ages of nine and seven in this decision that will shape their entire futures, whereas their grandparents, who realistically have, at best, 15 to 20 years left in them, do get to vote. All comes down to the key voter groups in British politics. It's not Mondeo Man anymore, it's not Aldi Mum, it is now Hospice Gran. (laughs) And I think it's better for Britain as a nation to stay in the European Union because I've read all the economic predictions and therefore I know for a fact that Britain staying in and or leaving the European Union will be good and or bad for the economy. You cannot argue with economics, people. Economics is the art of telling you exactly what's going to happen and then explaining why it didn't. But I 
I don't want this nation becoming more inward-looking, more insular, because I feel as much European as I do British, and I think it's good for the whole continent if Britain stays part of the European Union. It's been one of the most incredible political experiments in the entire history of the human race, founded on an incredible compromise, whereby we reluctantly abandoned our continental addiction to slaughtering the shit out of ourselves every one or two generations in exchange for peace, prosperity, stability, and uniformly shaped fruit and vegetables. That is a win-win-win-win situation. But it's not just about Europe. I think it's good for the Northern Hemisphere if Britain stays part of the European Union. I'm not massively patriotic. I like Europe. I also like other continents. But I am so f***ing proud to be from the Northern Hemisphere. That is my identity of choice. Northern Hemisphere till I die. Anything that keeps us ahead of those feckless f***ers from the South, count me in. Any hemisphere that can produce both Michelangelo and Michael Atherton has to be a pretty special hemisphere. And it's not just about the hemisphere, I think it's good for the entire human species if we keep the European Union together as a force for cooperation and progress for all its flaws. Because we are locked in an evolutionary race and we are currently top dog in the natural world, ahead even of the dog after whom the position was named. We are the world's number one ranked species, uh, currently second on the species rankings, the dolphin, indecisive fish, make your mind up, mush. And and the bat, what is the bat? The unloved evolutionary bastard of the turd and the umbrella. It's not even just about that, it goes beyond this. It's good for the entire universe. The European Union is some kind of beacon of hope for the aliens to watch us through, through their confusing telescopes, having been rather baffled by what we've been doing on this planet for the last 100,000 years or so. And the European Union shows that, despite all its shortcomings, despite all its failures, it does show that people can set aside their historic differences and come together to work for a communally better future. That said, I am a British political comedian. This will give me five decades of material. Leave. Thank you very much. That is Act One, Scene One of this theatrical extravaganza. Um, so, um, uh, so let's do a quick straw poll. Give me a cheer if you're in favour of Remain. And give me a cheer if you're in favour of Leave. Now, it appears this room is not entirely representative of the nation as a whole, or maybe it is representative of the nation as a whole, and we've just seen the most spectacular act of electoral fraud in political history. Which, to be honest, I wouldn't have a problem with. I don't mind electoral fraud. Don't mind it at all. I don't think you can complain about both apathy and electoral fraud. It just shows enthusiasm and commitment, as far as I'm concerned. And if you can be asked with it, good luck. So, um, now, one of, the, of course, one of the problems of uh, doing shows this, uh, this year um, and this uh, rather historic summer is you, you just don't know what has happened in the world since walking on stage. So, um... <laughs> I have to keep an eye on the BBC News website just to see uh, what stories are broken. I mean, in the four minutes since I walked on stage, well, a few, few things have happened. Theresa May just walked out the front door of 10 Downing Street carrying a little voodoo Michael Gove. <laughs> just bitten its head off and chewed it whilst eyeballing silently down the camera before, before saying, comprende. So, uh, I think we all know who's in charge. David Cameron's just resigned again. Well, this time he's resigned as David Cameron. The character he's been playing increasingly unconvincingly for the last 20-odd years. Um, he's now Nigel Platterthwaite, a 32-year-old unemployed bricklayer from stockton on Tees. So um, that should test his range. Um, um, Philip Hammond, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, uh, he's just announced a new scheme whereby over an income level of £200,000 a year, all tax will now be voluntary. Um, really just formalising the system that was already in place. And, uh, <laughs> The um, Turkish President Recep Erdogan 
Um, got any Erdogan fans in? <laughs> he's, uh, he's just launched a coup against himself. Um, he's locked himself in his toilet, saying that he's disgusted as the democratically elected leader of Turkey with what he's doing to Turkish democracy. So I uh, don't know how that's... Uh, going to pan out. And um, there's a, well, a new report saying interest rates in Britain could fall as low as 0.1%, raising concerns about stagnation in the London property market. Are you listening, Syria? We've all got problems. <laughs> oh. that's, uh, that's my new catchphrase for the fringe. So, um... <laughs> There you go. I hope you enjoyed that. Well, I for one cannot wait until the 21st of October and the genu- genuine relaunch. It is definitely happening, people. Do, do keep keep fo- keep following this. It will definitely be happening. Uh, those US dates, again, for those of you in uh, North America and surrounding continents and oceans currently and want to see the Satirist for Hire show, 24th uh, of September in Washington, D.C., 28th in New York, 2nd of October in Philadelphia, the 4th in Chicago, uh, the 9th in Portland, 12th in Seattle, 18th in LA, and 25th in San Francisco. Come to all of those shows. Well, that's all for now. Uh, Five weeks to go until the official relaunch. I personally cannot wait uh, to join us uh, for it. Uh, John says hi. Uh, See you in the US, America. Until next time, goodbye. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now.